Gerald Salende is an independent journalist and American trends forecaster. He's been sounding the alarm about the Russian and Israeli conflicts going on right now. According to him, we've already entered World War III. It's just not fully realized yet. And he's boldly declaring that in 2024, things are about to get much worse. With our government desperate to hold on to power, they will take desperate measures. As he says, When I say that all else, when all else fails, they take you to war. Is he right? And if so, will the powers that be use another false flag to drag us into World War III? When you take a look back in history, it's not such a crazy thought. Just because those that wear tinfoil hats believe in them doesn't make them untrue. False flags are actually a pillar of history. The term false flag was coined back in the 16th century. It described a tactic in which pirates would fly a friendly flag as they approached a merchant ship, allowing them to get as close as possible before they attacked. Simply put, a false flag is an event or action that is made to seem like some other person or group committed that action. This action is then designed to gin up support for the affected group. A great example of this would be Jesse Smollett. Remember him? That D-list actor who paid two men to pour bleach on him and wrap a rope around his neck while yelling MAGA country? Although Smollett attempted to smear Trump supporters as violent and racist, his false flag attack on himself quickly unraveled. Now, this was a small incident involving just three people. However, this tactic is routinely used among organizations. You just might not have recognized it before. Religions have used it. In the 70s, the Church of Scientology oversaw two of their own false flags against author and journalist Paulette Cooper. With Operation Dynamite, the church sent bomb threats on Cooper stationery. In Operation Freakout, they planned to get someone to impersonate Cooper and make threats against President Gerald Ford and Secretary of State Henry Kissinger. Political campaigns have employed false flags, too. In 2006, several people made postings on a liberal blog about New Jersey politics. The individuals claimed they were lifelong liberals but were concerned about New Jersey Senator and Democrat Robert Menendez. The hosts of that site traced the IP address back to the campaign headquarters of Menendez's Republican opponent. Back in 2011, the Indiana Deputy Prosecutor Carlos Lamb sent a private email to then-Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker. He suggested the governor run a false flag operation to help squelch protests against Walker's proposed restrictions on unions. The letter read, quote, if you could employ an associate who pretends to be sympathetic to the union's cause to physically attack you or even use a firearm against you, you could discredit the unions. Employing a false flag operation would assist in undercutting any support the media may be creating in favor of the unions. And of course, governments have used them. One of the most famous examples of a false flag by the United States happened under President Kennedy with Operation Northwoods. In a nutshell, the Department of Defense came up with a plan to use CIA operatives to stage and commit terrorist attacks against the United States military and civilians. These attacks would be blamed on the Cuban government. This would then be used to justify a war against Cuba. Thankfully, this never happened, and it was only a plan. But governments worldwide have also used false flags. There were four major false flags just during World War II. One of these happened at the Gleiwitz Radio Tower. This tower rested along the German-Poland border. 
on the eve of Germany's invasion into Poland, seven German SS troops pretended to be Polish and stormed the tower. They then broadcasted a short message that the tower was under Polish control. The SS soldiers then dressed up the corpse of a civilian as a Polish soldier to make it look like he was killed while it was being taken over. In a speech the following day, Hitler used this incident to justify his invasion of Poland. Another World War II false flag occurred that same year in 1939. Finland and Russia engaged each other in an incident known as the Winter War. The Russian village of Manila was closed to the Finnish border. It came under attack. The Soviet Union used this attack to justify breaking its non-aggression pact with Finland. Later, historians would determine that the village was attacked by Soviet NKVD State Security Agency, not the Finnish. In fact, President of the Russian Federation, Boris Yeltsin, stated in 1994 that the Winter War was indeed a Soviet war of aggression. One of the key false flags of World War II was the burning of the Reichstag. It acted as a catalyst that helped Adolf Hitler ascend to power. Although Hitler was elected Chancellor of Germany, his Nazi party didn't win an overall majority. So he got the cabinet to allow new elections to be held. It's speculated that Hitler instructed his propaganda minister, Joseph Goebbels, to devise a plan to burn down the parliament building, known as the Reichstag. This would then be blamed on communists. Events unfolded exactly like this plan. Hitler then used this so-called arson attack to issue a decree that ended all constitutional protection of political, personal, and property rights. The new elections still didn't give the Nazis an outright majority, even after burning down the Reichstag. Nevertheless, they were able to convince Parliament to pass the Enabling Act that surrendered all legislative powers to the Reich cabinet, thereby setting up a dictatorship, one that Hitler was willing and eager to execute. Have you heard about the Gulf of Tonkin incident? In 1964, the United States and North Vietnamese engaged in a sea battle. The U.S. National Security Agency reported a second attack, one that the North Vietnamese were blamed for. Although the captain of the U.S. ship recanted his statement on the attack, it was ignored. President Lyndon B. Johnson used this false narrative to his advantage, telling Congress that the North Vietnamese launched an unprovoked attack on the U.S., this got Congress to pass the Gulf of Tonkin Resolution, which allowed President Johnson to bomb North Vietnam. In 2005, declassified documents showed that the North Vietnamese were not attacking U.S. ships. Now, these were just some of the major ones, but there were false flags before World War II and the Vietnam War, like the ones during the Russo-Swedish War in 1788, the Franco-Prussian War in 1870, and the Second Sino-Japanese War's Mukden Incident in 1931. In more modern history, we saw false flags like the Silla Scouts raid on Zimbabwe African National Liberation Army Camp in 1976. Over the years, India and Pakistan have accused each other of numerous false flag attacks along their Kashmir border. And as late as 2020, Pakistan accused India of staging one in front of UN observers to curry sympathy. This discussion of false flags would not be complete without mentioning Algeria. This country is home to the master false flag operator, Muhammad Medein. Known as the Butcher of Algiers, he spent decades as a central figure of a powerful cabal of generals and oligarchs. Algeria's intelligence service, called the DRS, was said to have more than 100,000 informants that ran false flags. This was a feature of Algeria's 1994 civil war, in which the DRS disguised themselves as Islamist terrorists. 
But do you see a theme here in all these false flags I've listed? Governments are always using them to start a war. This all adds a little more color to statements we hear like, never let a good crisis go to waste. Whether it's true or not, this is why some people believe 9-11 was a false flag, a terror attack that was used to justify invading Iraq. With evil plans like Operation Northwoods, America's history, and the history of governments in general, has a tarnished reputation, one that does not invite trust. So the next time something violent, something crazy, something weird happens in this country or abroad, and politicians start using it as an excuse to go to war, just ask yourself, am I watching a false flag attack unfold in front of my very eyes? Thanks for listening to Overnight Opinions. Be sure to tune in next Sunday night for an all-new episode. In the meantime, tune in to the Ladies Love Politics channel on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Truth Social.